You're listening to the Beat Motel Zine podcast, and we need to warn you that we use words like shit, bollocks, scrotics, fuck, anarcho syndicalist, and cunt, and we don't normally beat those words out, apart from the word cunt, because we're not total animals. Now, we know as well as you that your children can hear these words on any street in Britain, possibly any street anywhere in the world, but we also appreciate that you may not want to invite these words into your home if you have children or sensitive pets nearby whilst listening to this podcast. So listener discretion is advised. That being said, if your children aren't allergic to hearing words like fuck, shit, buttocks or hind penis, they might learn something from listening to this podcast, although probably not because the quality of our educational content is quite poor. So there you go, fuckers, buckle in and let's get started. Hey, you're back with Beat Motel and it's me, Andrew Culture, your host here today. Dr. Sam is off on tour, so he's not here. So I have a substitute and a very fine stub 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 substitute. I have a substitute called Jay. Are you Jay Mills um, today or Jay Volunteer? I'll be whoever you want me to be. Shall I be. I'm going to be Jay. I'm going to be Jay Trenchart today. <laughs> How about that? Jay Trenchart. Okay, so we we are with Jay Trenchart, and we have a theme today, and the theme is bands my friends hate but I adore which I thought was quite a fun quite a fun thing because uh if I explain how I know Jay well I don't know I've known you for many many years he's a, a fellow stalwart of the uh, Suffolk noisy bastard scene uh both with guitars and with bleepy machines so we both like some music that well I, I know I like some music that members of my family don't like but I also like a lot of music that no one else I know likes. Nobody at all. And it's not really in an, in an elitist kind of I'm cooler way. It's just in a I'm, I it like some confused, weird stuff. Don't it? You, you play something to people and they just kind of like look at you blankly and you're like, but this is brilliant. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, you get, you get that. Yeah, like what, what, what don't <laughs> <Yeah>. you get? <laughs> and then when you've played it to them for like the 50th time and they're still going, what? Why do you like this? terrible shit so before we get into that properly we're going to have oh. riff of the week so let's about riff of the week yeah oh yeah we've got riff yeah, of the week yeah, go for it do your riff of the week what have you so people are not watching on youtube so people listening jay is in front of a, a huge wall of cds and he's currently yeah, um, scanning them sorry i forgot about are they in, are they in alphabetical yes. order or no chronological Alphabetical. I'm not going to look for record. But is, is it my riff of the week first or yours? Have you got a riff of the week? Okay. It's your riff of the week first. I've got a riff of the week as well. But let's let's go for yours. It sounds so. Anyone who hasn't listened to this before, we can only do thirty seconds of any track. Otherwise, we get our hands stapled to the desk by PRS or someone. so who was that <laughs> for you look, listeners if, if you've not seen the video for this, you, you've got to watch this one because jay's doing a really good like show and tell <laughs> during that well, that was, was that day um they're a discord band from washington dc um mm-hmm. they are the best band of all time um they're better in fact they're, they're better than every other band put together 
they're that good. Yeah, I, I oh, love them statement. so much. And, Never heard... and pretty much all of their songs are a riff, and a lot of the time the riff is pretty unchanging. They've got like eleven albums. Um, eleven, yeah, eleven. 11. <laughs> and and I think on the in the Discord box set, like people are like, but they're it's just like one song, and they're like, yeah, but it's a wicked song. Oh, absolutely! If you're going to get one sound, if it's a sound that you do well, then just crack on. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to take it to wild places or anything. But that song was called "Non Dual." Yeah. And that's, on the, that's on their first album. And I certainly and like the songs for walking. That one. I I looked at that title for so long, trying to get my head around it. So, songs for walking, I get because you know I walk everywhere and I listen to music. But talking songs, is it because it's not fully singing, um, or am I just thinking about? too much maybe the subject ma- matters like ma- maybe maybe there's maybe there's ideas in the songs that you could then talk about maybe on a walk with your friends there, there's your a friends. podcast called, called um, the anonymous so awesome. hour i believe where they speak for, like for about three hours about every single lungfish song and it's brilliant like I've loved oh, the band wow, for years, really? and then I found like a page on Facebook with everyone else going, "They're the best fucking band in the world, aren't they?" And everyone's going, "Yeah, yeah." So it's like <laughs> I'm not alone in in my lungfish worship. Um, I got to see him once at the boat race, probably in the early '90s in Cambridge. Yeah, oh, and it was, Cambridge. it was brilliant. Yeah. You know, guys, massive beard, standing there like Jesus Christ. I was like, I was like, wow, yeah, blew my mind that gig. But the- Definitely going to look them up. That that's entirely the kind of slightly more... shellac are all right, but I always thought shellac were a little safe in some ways, or a little predictable. I think lungfish sound like they've got that little bit of edge to them. Are they? Are they're angry not an band angry band. band? Um, sorry, you keep pausing on me a little bit, but they're not an angry band. They're like they're like oh, just um, ignore that. Their early stuff is more kind of like traditional DC punk, but as they go on, they get a little bit more more psychedelic in places i would say um hmm. but yeah the the lyrics are great um yeah i i highly recommend lungfish and um there's a really good kind of like lungfish documentary on youtube as well um check them out live do all that good stuff lungfish i love i love this phase of discovering bands because i now know i've got 11 albums ahead of me and um, I, I'll slow if I get really into them. I'll slow down how much I absorb them because I know I'm going to get to the point where there aren't any. They're not more. currently anymore. Daniel current Higgs band. does like um, experimental stuff now. And as a Osborne who plays guitar in this band, he does something with just like a Casio keyboard. Um, he's got a, he's got a female vocalist now as well, um, but that's like really minimal stuff. But um, yeah, Daniel Higgs was a Supersonic a few years back. Um, I'm not as into his experimental stuff. But there's another band called Pupils as well, which is um, Asa and um, and Daniel Higgs, and they're worth checking out as well. Really minimal, but a lot like Lungfish. It's, it's literally an entire world I have to explore here. Look forward to that. So here's my riff of the week.
That is just, that, that was a band called it's a band called Agriculture, and that song's called the the Glory of the Ocean. Um, I mean, I think I think Agriculture is a fucking terrible <laughs> name for a band. <laughs> just awful, but but I think I would play that to anyone who says anyone who thinks black metal's just total shit. That that would be the kind of thing I'd play them and go. Look, there's so much in there. There's so much interesting, clever little bits of musicianship. The little stereo bit on the eat eat before it then launches into it, and yeah, you've got the the driving drums. But there's so much texture and so so many other things going on. Vocals in it at all? Bloody great. It has, yeah, and then they're not too sort of um, screamy or Cookie Monster type vocals. They're they're a bit more like normal person vocals, but. Apart from the terrible name, I think God, I get really excited when I hear new music like that. That's quite progressive to my mind. Well, I always say this, and I found I then find out, oh, they're just ripping off some band from the late seventies. <laughs> that's all Box. right to do that a little bit. It's absolutely all right. Right, so we ought to get on to the actual theme of the show. So, bands my friends hate, but I adore. And here is Jay's first choice. There's this name. So who is that? Are you going to tell us who it is? And that song was Big Bad Baby Pig Squeal. And I like that one. I know the name Silverfish, but only for a really odd reason. There was a a lad in a wheelchair at the college I went to, had a massive Silverfish Ah. sticker on his wheelchair. Outside of that, I don't know anything about Silverfish. So what what sort of era is Um, so I got to see them a lot when I was kind of like sixth form kind of era. Um, they were based around Cam- Camden, I think. Although the singer is Scottish. Oh, yeah. English. So they were on Ouija Records, mm-hmm. um, the Jacob's Mouse and yep. Therapy and various. And then they did all the Riot Girl thing later on. So they were on that label. Um, yeah, a brilliant band. Um, Leslie Rankin, the vocalist, she's also she also did a project called Ruby. Um, that are worth checking out as well. So she did that with somebody else. And then in later years, she did that as like a solo thing. And it's kind of um, electronica, really. Um, but the, the track mm. Fireweed out of that other project is one definitely to check out. It's like, it's a song. It's it's like a love song she's written to her son, who's like all grown up and he's going out in the world. And she's kind of just saying, I love you, like embrace life. And it's just a brilliant song. Um, so check out Ruby fireweed as well as as the wonderful silverfish cool they didn't it, i thought they'd sound completely different i think i might have got them confused with catherine wheel for some reason yeah maybe just female fronted um it was stereo lab were around that time and um mm. th- there was a, there was a few kind of acts that were kind of a little bit kind of grungy and a bit noisy but so grunge was kind of just kicking off really but they brought a very kind of British and unique, unique take on it. I th- I think, um, yeah, excellent band. Sounds sounds cool. They've certainly got the energy of the sort of the early nineties guitars, 
guitars really got got sort of edgy <laughs> after Nirvana. It was always there bubbling under the surface. Nirvana just sort of like opened the doors for so many, yeah. so many other bands. I think I've never been that sure if it's really that true or that's just what people the remember. The guitarist then, from um, Silverfish, um, his name's Fuzz, and he still does sound in a few venues in in London, I believe. Like he's still kind of like active doing doing the live stuff. Um, but he was really, really massively influenced by the birthday party. So like, oh, and he, and he saw him like well. loads of times. Like, um, and in an, in an interview I saw with him, he like saw him like a ridiculous amount of times and like a massive, massive, massive birthday party fan. <laughs> I love it when you, you can't when It's a joy being surprised when you find out who somebody's influences are. Because then I can sort of listen back. I'll listen back to that later, and I'll, I'll probably be able to pick out some of the birthday yeah, party. Yeah, definitely. Even like the bass player sometimes wears like a cowboy hat. You know, it's like they're, there's a, they're a massive nod to the birthday party. And yet, none of your friends like Not silverfish. Really. My, my wife is a bit of an exception, like like silverfish, and so, and some of my like older mates do. But it's more it's more when I play it to to younger people that I'm like, oh, th- you know, this is who we used to, you know, go and see. And, and they're kind of like a little bit like, mm, don't really, don't really get it. You know? <laughs> so they, they sort of similar part of the scene as, I don't know, I'm trying to yeah. think like Mega City 4, yeah. Senseless Things, yeah. Ned's Atomic Dustbin. The, the gigs at that time, I remember being completely different to any gigs I've been to for years because we all used yeah, to jump I, I saw down. Silverfish play now, at the Lead Mill in Sheffield when they were on tour with um, the Census Things. Um, what visiting were you doing my up mate in Sheffield? All um, oh, right, and, and there was a gig, there was I think a gig on. Silverfish played a lot, but like they were one of those bands. It's like, oh, they're playing Norwich and Cambridge. I'll go and see them twice and get on the stage and take the microphone and. They'll be like, that guy again, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck's sake, not him again. So, so yeah, you, um, were you a stage diver then? I never yeah, had the balls to do it. Diver, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any injuries? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I think, yeah. No, no bad ones though, you know. Bad back, maybe a bloody nose or something, but all in good fun, so it's fine. We just just don't see stage diving anymore. All the all the everyone jumping up and down thing. The two things that seem to have died out. I used to like stage seeing stage diving at the waterfront in Norwich because the ceiling was so low there. People have to like duck, so like little little squat animals jumping off, and then you know the crowd is more like they're kneeing people in the face. And it is a great feeling doing a stage dive though. It's like you know, um, I guess it's like. Going to gigs and feeling like you're not just watching a band and you're part of it and you get on the stage and it's kind of like mm. a two-way thing, you know. I think that's kind of like, I think that's part of the magic of it, really. I, I get that. That was what excited me so much about about when I first started going to gigs. I mean, I'm even doing like bands like Blur. I used to see them at Colchester Union, tiny little places, and it was never... It, it felt so much nicer and so much more welcoming than any other music I remember at the time, which was like fucking Eric Clapton being on a yeah, yeah. 15 foot high stage and all, all that shit. We were, we'd go to gigs and you went to go, I saw the Verve and they were supposed to be supported by Oasis actually. And it was at the waterfront 
and we're just having a chat with yeah. the band in between songs. Literally like having having a gas with with the bassist. Like, how you doing? All oh, right, right. Got a place on there. Hang on. I've, I've like and been that, to that, festivals, but I've never been to like a big gig. Like Brixton Academy is probably the biggest venue I've ever been to. I did have tickets. This leads me on to my Christmas mug. Actually, I did have tickets to see um, <laughs> REM. I never got to see REM, but I had tickets to see REM at the. Um, at the Milton Keynes Bowl, but uh, the drum was poorly, so they didn't play in the end. But this is a cup that my niece oh, got me shit. for Christmas um, that I got yesterday. It says, I've still got the hots for Michael so, Stipe on it, and it's a true story. <laughs> I fucking loved R.E.M. I never saw them live. They played right. in Ipswich. So they played, well, they played three-minute walk from my house, and I still didn't see them. But, uh, oh, God, they were one of the first bands that I realised the band could actually yeah. be kind of quite intelligent. And actually, have have something to say without being preachy, and 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 then they got really massive. I remember I got Dead Letter Office and Eponymous, the the first one, and really loved them. And then I heard Orange Crush, no Stand, and I got so obsessed. I mentioned it on the last episode. Actually, I had to, I just played it again and again and again until my dad came up and knocked on my bedroom door and asked me asked yeah. asked nicely to stop. But that album Mario Green is in my car right now. It's but, probably it's probably my favourite, but it's the one that I heard like the most but we've gone off topic haven't we does that not matter that doesn't matter okay. so i'm trying to think i i have been to big massive gigs i i, I was tricked into seeing red hot chili peppers uh in hyde park which i just uh, just that that crowd is the worst fucking crowd i've seen in my life it was it was a load of yobbish man boys who were hot. but supported by um support ad was james brown so i got to see james brown which was pretty, pretty cool. Two peppers at, it must have been um, like no, Reading, probably Reading, festival years ago. I remember sitting, there was like some bins by one of the traders and we like, we were like literally sitting on top of the bins and had like quite a good view of of them. But yeah, I'm not a massive, I'm not, well, I'm not a fan at all of the Chili Peppers, but you know, but good luck to them and that. <laughs> I was just going to let you keep talking then. It was like watching a balloon just slowly go down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck to him and that. There you go. If you're, listen, if you're listening, uh, Anthony Clitoris, or whatever his name yeah. is, then good yeah, luck I do, to you. I do Jay, wish Jay, Jay wishes you well. That. You know, keep doing what you're doing, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right now, let's, let's have my first choice. that was I don't know who it is I was trying to guess I make my wife play guess the band I go I put something I go guess the band and she's like oh Um, (laughs) she's like I'm trying I'm having a shit leave me alone (laughs) (gasps) it's prolapse um I have yeah have you heard Um, the name yeah I'd heard I'd heard the name of the first band as well that you mentioned but I think maybe you've posted something on our little telegram thread about them maybe yeah, we we got we got a Telegram group uh, full of uh, yeah. fellow uh, oddities. Yeah, Pro- Prolapse are a band who I w- I saw almost by accident at Norwich Arts Centre when I was possibly fifteen, and 
it's half Scottish, half from Leicester. And at the time, they were signed to Cherry Red when Cherry Red was still putting out original stuff. And you were talking earlier about feeling part of the performance. They This band was so nice to us. We were just a bunch of little Narfla kids. And there was a bit of hype around Prolapse at the time. And, and actually, I've just realized all the tracks we've chosen really sound early 90s so far. There's a definite sound. I couldn't find a better sound uh, than copy of that, which although it, they must exist. That, it kind of like reminded me of um, Parquet Courts a little bit. Well, this is this is the bizarre thing. Prolapse never were never massive. And in fact, the second time I saw them, they got dropped by Cherry Red that day. They'd literally just found out. But Cherry Red dropped everybody. They dropped all the acts on, on the whole label. But later on, they, they they were reformed at the request of Mogwai and supported Mogwai at the Roundhouse. And they, they toured with Sonic Youth in America and they're one of those bands, I think, where not a lot of people liked them, but a lot of quite important people liked them. If you know what I mean, yeah. like the Velvet Underground or whatever. Yeah. That, that um, but good the stuff. latest Mogwai album is really good. But um, George Perks, who plays bass in my band, Rats Biggest Dogs, he engineered that, I believe, that Mogwai album, mm-hmm. the latest one. Yeah. Oh, did he? God, bloody hell. The, they always have really good people around them. I saw them at the first Latitude Festival, and they played on sort of half volume, played really quietly for about the first 10 or 15 minutes, uh, which at that stage of Mogwai was like half a song. And when everything kicked in, it suddenly went really, really, really fucking loud. Like, ah, like you see the whole <laughs> audience. Going, ah. And a few weeks later, I was at Reading Festival and hanging out with a bunch of loads of us from uh, a, a forum called Punk News. All used to go to Reading. It would be like the only time each year you saw your mates. And I was chatting to this guy I know called Brento and He's going, oh, do you see Mogwai? He said, sound, the sound was probably shit, wasn't it? To, you know, tell me tell me you think the sound was shit. And this guy was stood next to him just like rolling his eyes. And then I said to his mate, I said, were you the sound engineer? <laughs> he went, yeah, I was. He said, every, every time somebody finds, every time Brento finds out somebody went to go and see Mogwai, he was going, oh, the sound was shit, wasn't it? Go on, say it, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. You right, so we'd, we'd better crack on. You are Okay. Just don't, don't just ignore just that. Just believe, believe, it's, believe it's fine. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing like the Stevie Wonder thing. Uh, right. So your next choice is is one I find right. challenging. I've got to say. I was scared of that. That was, band. Who was it, Sheep Jay? on Drugs, the, the original incarnation of the band. They're still playing, um, but Duncan X is now like quite a well-known tattoo artist, and he's no longer in the band. So it's just uh, um, Lee Fraser who who does it now. So which one's which? Because on that video, right, who's the guy, so the guy singing? singing is Duncan X, who's the tattoo dude nowadays. But when they do it live ah, now, Lee right. sings it. Sheep on Drugs scared me, I think, because at the time, all the enemy and Melody Maker and Select and whatever, it was all going very slightly hippie-ish and psychedelic with baggy 
and Madchester and Sheep on Drugs came in like a fucking threat. They seemed so gnarly to me, and, and I, I, even the name scared me because it said drugs. <laughs> yeah, they were they were they were really theatrical. Like um, they used to do things like drink like neat vodka on stage, but I've heard that apparently it was water, really. And they get like cans of black aerosol cans, like black aerosol spray, you know, like like car spray or whatever, and like spray themselves with it. But I found out later apparently it was just boot boot polish, but they changed the labels on it. <laughs> I love stuff like, like that. Actually, <laughs> we we don't get anything like that now. There's no there's no sort of. I mean, you don't need to go as far as like Gigi Allen. Yeah, but I think a yeah, bit yeah. of theatrics. I did I did a band where we wore masks and stuff for a while, and it, it, that that was quite good fun. Yeah, I saw them at um, Phoenix Festival. They were really late, but turned up in the end, and that was kind of um, that would have been you know mid early 90s when they were kind of they got signed to Ireland for an album mm. um so and they were really great and then I saw them maybe maybe 10 years ago or something and 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 there's they're still you know that they're, they're still good but they're doing kind of more kind of industrial stuff now and it's not kind of so I, I really like that kind of although I don't listen to a lot of kind of house music and stuff I really like the elements that, that, that they put in their music doing that kind of stuff it's interesting hearing it with with a bit of time between it happening and and now because I think that very abrasive industrial thing was what what put me off. But listening back to it now, you're right. It is they sort of managed to bleed over into like dance music territory, but just in a gave it a bit of edge because da- again, dance music was all very nice in the early '90s, wasn't it? It was all all very formulaic, and I and I liked I liked stuff like Alternate and Bizarre Ink and stuff like that, but it was all a bit safe. And now yeah. I'm a big fan of having some scary bastards come in and, and shake things up a bit. I might have broken the brief a little bit. I do know a couple of people that do like sheep or drugs, um, but mo- but most people don't. You know, um, Ollie, who puts on noise corru- corruption, he's a fan. Um, I know another another kind of couple of people that are that are that are into them. But the, the the chap who's left in the band still seems to be upsetting people now. I see, I think I hear more about who he's falling out with, or there's a clip at. Kentish Town, uh, that tiny, tiny, tiny little venue in the basement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the woman, the the other half of the band, literally leaves the band during the set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a handful. <laughs> you know, there, there's no, there's it's no such a polite way of put a handful. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. There's a story like um, a friend of mine was like um, was hanging out with him fairly recently, and uh, she was like, "Has anyone got a lighter?" And he was like, yeah, yeah, he was kind of doing something. He's like, I've got one in my pocket. And she's kind of like in his pocket, like looking for the lighter. And like after not being able to find it for like a minute or something, she just kind of like looked at him and said, you don't have a lighter, do you? And he's like, nah. <laughs> you know, like... Oh, man, I, I was about to align, align him being a handful and being being entertaining to Dean from ENT, but that Dean from ENT, that, that's not his style. He, he's, he wouldn't do no. something like that at all. What would, what would Dean's equivalent? If you've got a lighter... Demon like go, yeah, and then bring one out of the, when he clicks it, it would be like a flamethrower with a foot of, <laughs> yeah. flame a foot wide and three feet tall, and he just like, here you go, I'm afraid you've got no hair left. And then he'd just go off into the night, yeah. skipping and dancing. Do you know yeah. Dean? I should say that before. I, I don't I don't know him. No, I've I have met him a couple of times, you know, like at the steamboat or whatever, but but yeah, extreme noise terror, you know, great, aren't they? Yeah, I, I know him well enough to have a, a decent conversation with him, but not not super well. That sort of the whole ENT thing was kind of before my time. But did, did right. you ever go to the Caribbean Club? Nah, before my no, time, just too before young. Time. So I when John that. 
when John Peel was <laughs> John Peel was taking the whole family to go and see ENT at the Caribbean Club. Caribbean the Caribbean Club's not even there anymore. It's, it's a car park now. Yeah, but this this venue I played there and I saw gigs there, but not from that nineties era. But there's a documentary about oh, I think it's about hardcore, about grindcore or something. And it shows John Peel being interviewed at the Caribbean Club, and he's got this tiny little kid with him who's Tom Ravenscroft. <laughs> Tom Ravenscroft apparently does – he hasn't talked on the radio. You know, he's a six-music DJ. He hasn't talked yeah. about like being dragged to, to hardcore shows <laughs> by his dad when he was really, really small. Like Toddler holding a bunch of demo tapes his dad had been given. <laughs> God, people must have really like hassled – not hassled John Peel because our, we've got a really – we sort of like John Peel's sort of seen as like benevolent uncle or something. If you grew up in Suffolk, we used to send we used to send tapes to him, and we just used to put on the address John Peel, Suffolk. And I often <laughs> wondered if he if he ever actually got anything. Yeah. But well, we never got a Peel session, so that that's you part of my then. my. Yeah, that's the only thing, the only reason, possible reason for us not getting a Peel session. But it's part of my trilogy of BBC regrets. Three things that I'll never be able to do. I'll never be able to play on top of the pops. I'll never be able to do a peel session. And I can't remember what the third one was. I, I, it still blows my mind that they stopped doing top of the pops. They should just kept doing it. Why not? Why well, did they stop? I, uh, yeah. Why have they? I mean, the BBC, like, if you listen to this, sort it out. Yeah. I mean, it was only on for half an hour. They could have slightly <laughs> reinvented it. Like, you know. I mean, I don't know what's number one in the charts right now, but as a kid, you always knew what was number one. Well, isn't it just become a nonsense now, though, because it's Probably. downloading and whatever. So you, you, apparently, yeah. now I'm going to sound like a proper boomer here, but there there are times where the top ten, all song, no, all ton, all ten tracks will be like Ed Sheeran. So, but like yeah. number ten, Ed Sheeran, number nine, Ed Sheeran, because an album comes out. And and each of the songs gets listened to loads and loads of times. But yeah, yeah, BBC, if you're listening, sort it out, will you? Yeah, for Christ's sake. Drop <laughs> drop strictly, just put top of the pops on instead. Right, on to my next choice. for you to guess although i'll be amazed if you did you're just just see if you can have a lucky guess um is it unreleased works by supermerger <laughs> no it's not <laughs> it's francois x it's oh, a, 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 a parisian uh lad and i i looked up his album he's 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 the classic kind of dj for years then started putting out music and i, I listened to his album after reading an interview with him i can't i cannot remember where but this album, uh, which I can't remember the name of at the moment, but that, that's a track called Blurry, Blurry Youth. And, and I love it because it's so minimal and so slightly off kilter that I think that's almost perfect progressive techno because it's not, it's not the, what you'd expect. And I love like warehouse techno. It's like, you know, with the hi-hats on the 16th or whatever it is. 
But this, I just like it. I find it slightly unsettling in a way that's, that's quite pleasing. But nobody I've sent links to for any of Francois X stuff will even acknowledge that they've listened to it. It's just yeah. one of those things that I think is bloody great and no one else appears to give a shit about. No, it's, it's cool. Def- definitely for me, like kind of stuff on the on the ambient or noise end of things. Like you have to be in the right frame of mind to listen to it. Oh, like, yeah, if somebody yeah. sends you a link to a song, you can just be like, duh, duh, duh. oh yeah, I like that. Or I don't like that. I'll, I'll listen to it when I've got a bit more time, you know, like that's me doing it on my phone. You know, I'll listen to it probably from <laughs> speakers later. But I think, um, yeah, you need to kind of sit down and stuff that's kind of more like that. You've got to like really be in the right frame of mind, sit down and give it a proper listen. I think um, you're right. I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. Cause it's not, yeah, it's, it's not every day. You don't wake up. I can't abide hearing stuff like that before about 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why. I don't like any techno first thing in the morning. It's, it's just too much. I mean, my, I can't cope with that much stimulation. Yeah. No, interesting. I'll have to check him out. Francois him out. X. Hey, it's good stuff. Uh, right, let's move on to something that... Now, I thought you'd misspelt snuff. When you sent me the, no, the list of I tracks, I do like snuff. So, um, Let, should we play it? it? Let's play it and then yeah. we can talk about it. Dead man about town. Dead man about town. Mind demented. Twisted and turned. Uh, so, so many questions, but let right. me go, tell us who it is first. Right, it's SNFU from Canada. Um, that's how you say it. Yeah, it stands for stands for um. um Jay's not frozen, he's just thinking. Society's no fucking use it stands for, but I've always been with you. So they're a Canadian band. They're a hardcore punk band that I hold in as high regard as, you know, like Seven Seconds, Minor Threat, Bad Brains. You know, they're they're really Mm. up there. Um, And, you know, like like Google them and, you know, like the... You, you Google an image of a band and there'll be the single like jumping in the air. Like you look mm. at SFU and it's like, how the fuck did he get up there? You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like really, really high up. But um, that song that he wrote, so he, brilliant band, the singer um, suffered mental illness, drug addiction. And his story, is, it's on YouTube, actually. It's called Open Your Mouth and Say Lee, Open Your Mouth and Say Mr. Shy Pig. And you should definitely watch it. It's like mm. such a brutal story. So like um, he lost his way so much. He ended up selling his record collection. Um, the singer, he sold his record collection, all his like like action figure collection that he had. And he was living on the streets and it ended up being other musicians were just like, he's going to die unless he's on the road. So let's get the band going again. Oh, wow. Um, so he did actually pass away in um, 2020. Um, but he was a genius. I, you know, the way he writes lyrics, the, the whole band are great. Um, but Lee, you know, the singer, Lee, Lee Chai Pig, it's like a brutally sad story, but an amazing band. I, I got to see him in the mid nineties when they were, um, you know, when they were still pretty much on form. And then I saw them in, Nor- and that's kind of why I've chosen this band. I saw them in Norwich on a Tuesday night when they did a tour 
maybe six years ago and there was like 20 people there. And I, I'm like, the, you're the missing the legend. Is, you know? I, know the, I know the name so well through through when Beat Motel was a paper zine and you could pretty much never read a punk scene without without reading about this band. So I'd never actually heard them, but God, yeah, I'm just looking at just on a Google image search and the pictures are absolutely amazing. Really cool. I really well, recommend watching that, that documentary. It's like, it's, it's brutally sad. Um, but, but it was amazing. I got, I got to kind of like um, sit with him just for like a little while when I, when I saw him play in Norwich and I said, you know, thanks for the haircut that I ripped off when I was like a kid. <laughs> that was great. It suited me, you know, cheers kind of thing. But um yeah, you know, ama- amazing, amazing band. And the story's just, you know, a really, really sad story. And that, that last, that song that I played is so untypical, but he, he wrote that song on his deathbed and was put on you to be put on YouTube the day that he died. Oh, right. Yes. That's what, one of my questions. Yeah. It's one of my questions was going to be, I thought, I thought SNFU were, were a kind of a hardcore, like a thrash band. So that that's why that song was really confusing because it's it's also quite discordant and, and out of tune. Which no, it makes sense now. I know the story behind it. Um, I mean, I wasn't going to mock it. It would just it's just what I love hearing stuff like that that just poses more questions than it answers. He he did a little cover for a little while of Nine Inch Nails Hurt in kind of the Johnny Cash style, mm. and this song kind of hits me in the same way as that song. Um, in that kind of, you know, he's just saying, right, I can, I can have a rest now. You know, I want to just be mixed up with the cement and oh, be a that's part what of everything. And at the end, he's like, you know, goodbye. I'm going, I'm going to miss you guys. Oh, I can help. Thing. And okay. it's just like, oh, bless him. You know. Well, I'm, I'm so far kind of your choices. I'm not, so, not sure about sleep on drugs, but Silverfish, <laughs> definitely going to look up. Lungfish, I'm going to look up. You got any more bands with the fish in the title? Um... Hooting the Blowfish is the only one I can think of. I'm not going to Probably. recommend them to anyone. Um, there is, I, I have thought about this before. There's quite a lot of fish bands, isn't there? Fish <laughs> from Marillion. Really? Yeah. Um, For a lot, quite a lot of fish bands. I can't think of any or any at all off the top of my head. But yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Right. Any, anyone wants to start a band with fish in the title, you know, I'll probably be into it. Probably. <laughs> it's really nice that all of your songs actually, because we've only got one more of your choices of yours. The bands all start with the letter S. I know it was kind of like, I, I went through kind of pulling some stuff out and I was like, right, what am I going to choose? But then in the it end, wasn't was just like, that you turned around to your CDs and only looked at the S section. I, I pulled a few out and there was a bit of a clump there and I was just like, I'm just going to go for the S's. <laughs> right so we could oh god it sounds like a whole nother podcast going like do it doing a one week and then b the next week it'll it just get depressing that we like so much music that none of our friends like <laughs> i know i know but there's so much out there isn't there there is and this this sort of thing that i'm going to play now is a good example of something that is out there Do you want to have a guess? 
No, but I'm going to know who it is. I'm going to have heard of them, aren't I? I don't know is the honest answer. They're called These Arms Are Snakes. Yes. Yeah, okay. And they are, well, that's probably about the most modern choice on, on the list so far, actually. And they, I saw them supporting, no, I, I, I did a photo job. Uh, do you know James Sherry, PR Maybe. guy? I think you probably do. He's definitely moved in the same circles as both of us, but he used to give me uh, press passes to to get into gigs in London. I'd take pictures and sometimes he'd use the pictures, sometimes he wouldn't. And I went to go and see this band, having no idea who they were at all. And they were supported by a band called Russian Circles, who I now absolutely adore. Uh, Russian Circles weren't easy to take pictures of because they had all the lights turned off. <laughs> it was literally pitch dark. Flash. <laughs> oh, no, you can't use flash, dear God. Um, and this band came on, and they started, and the singer was a guy called, now I want to say Cyril Sneer, but I think I might be wrong, because I think Cyril Sneer was in Raccoons, was it? I, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> but he came on, and he, he threw, I was in the, you know, in, the, in the photo pit, you know, in front of the barriers, he threw a bottle, and I don't think he'd seen I was there, because this bottle smashed right next to my head, literally showered me in my, all my camera gear and glass. And he got this look on his face when he saw me. And he was like, "Oh fuck!" He's <laughs> like, he wasn't like he didn't like break the coolness, to, but to actually apologise. But he had this kind of like, Pah! but that that band, these arms of snakes. I'm hearing a direct link between that and lungfish and silverfish. To be honest, it's yeah, it's, all, but- it's rhythm over complexity. Yeah, they were like part of that kind of like post-hardcore thing, weren't they? Um, mm. That was kind of like a little bit emo and a little bit mathy at times. Were yeah. they in that kind of world? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. absolutely. They were definitely more on, on the sort of the punk side of things, but without having the punk like visual aesthetic. If you yeah. know what I mean, they were just sort of outsiders and a bit strange. Where are they from? Uh, somewhere in America. I think they were on Bridge Nine. Right. So you know, yeah. they they were definitely hanging out on the. You know, on on that post hardcore yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, I never, I never really thought of them as being post hardcore. I sort of disregarded post hardcore. I didn't really get it at the time. I'm probably more likely to get it now. Yeah, but I think post hard it's, it's a bit of a weird um, genre name, and it's quite a wide name, isn't it? Like, like post hardcore, you get the stuff that's kind of just like slower hardcore. But then you also get the kind of um, more kind of out there mathy type stuff that that people call post hardcore as well, like Shahalud and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, would people call that post hardcore? I think they probably would. would they? Oh, there's post all sorts. There's there's. Yeah. Well, I play in a post rock band, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go and look look back at, at more of those bands. Would little bands like Little Brown Bike were they? Yeah, they, they were kind of, they're all that kind of like, to, to me, they're kind of like almost like that, that slightly emo thing that came out of the back of kind of hot water music and that kind of stuff. It was kind of that, all, all those bands were on, um, all those bands were on the, the props BMX videos that, that came out oh, like every right. other month. So like Small Brown Bright, I think These Arms of Snakes, all those bands were like on on the, I think these arms were snakes. Certainly, that niche were were like really, you know, like Lucero and bands like that were on all those videos. It, it I really liked them because I I, I like the aggressiveness and again the slight scariness of, of seeing them live. I saw them a few times. 
weirdly, I saw him supporting Pelican, which doesn't make a lick of sense to me at all. Uh, but the I like songs that go somewhere. I mean, as much as I love hardcore and I, I love that kind of, you know, just thrash it out and get it done. I really do. Yeah. But I also like it when, when things slow down a, a little bit and have a, a, a decent length, middle eight and muck around with the dynamics. Because when you see a band live that can do that live, it's always really, really effective. Yeah. You know, it, it, it can sort of silence a room when, when it's done well. But no other fucker I know will even give time a day to these, these arms of snakes. So to go back to SNFU, when I saw them in the mid-90s, it was a weekend where me and my mate mate went to London to stay with a BMX friend of ours, and we saw Fugazi and SNFU in the same weekend <laughs> and rode Rom Skate Park. Ah, oh, Rom Skate Park. I should, should explain that, yeah, I partly know Jay through, well, you're kind of much more of a BMXer than a skater. But, yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, but called Rom Skate Park. I Last time I skated there... I thought I'd broken both my wrists. <laughs> that place not. is, I shouldn't, well, it's kind of all part of it in this game, but that place is so gnarly. It's so difficult. If you, if you fall, fall over at Rom Skate Park, it's like falling over on a cheese grater. Yeah. But you know, you know, out the back where there's that snake. Yeah. And then there's, there's like a, a really deep bowl. Like a clover. And I'd got next to it. Yeah. And, and I, I dropped into that. Well, sort of rolled in because it didn't have a lip. It just, it just, I just, I'd rolled into that so many times, just like as a part of coming down the, and I'm, I'm not much on, on transitions, but I did it so many times. And then it's always when you're tired, you know, you know, tried you know to do it the other way. Than the other two, don't you? Yeah, Maybe. no, na- now I know because I went <laughs> to roll in the, I went one. to roll in the other way. So I kind of, the way I'd gone in, I didn't realize it was steeper. So tried to do it the other way, basically just, just fell just instead of like i couldn't i couldn't keep the board against the concrete at all and i, I didn't have wrist guards and i slammed down and for after a week i went to the hospital because i just I, i've broken something <laughs> but you know, i have wrist guards now well and actually i haven't skated at rom for bloody years now R- wrist guards are brilliant because you just break your fingers instead <laughs> good god yeah, yeah have you seen the rom documentary rom boys um i think i have um, there's, there's a couple of people yeah. i know in it yeah just happened to be there when they were filming because it's listed now isn't it it's like protected yeah, yeah. it is god they had a massive fire didn't they that was just after i was last there but it basically burnt their burnt the wooden ramp that they had indoors but fortunately you, you can't really burn concrete that well well the concrete does explode it had um it had yeah it does doesn't it it had a um an old school bmx or mid school bmx collection in the building that burnt oh no really yeah so there's and you still see like i keep my eye on that kind of thing a little bit you know i've got a mate that's really into like collecting mid school stuff and they're still like you know a completely like fire burn STA like you see pop up online every now and again and stuff like that. So the stuff's still kind of about, but yeah, it was somebody's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, shit. It's like life's work stuff. gone. <laughs> right. So let's go for your last choice. This is my last song that Satan. This is my last song that Satan. Well, this is my last song that Satan. That that song we we get thirty we can use thirty seconds. It was a challenge to get thirty seconds out of that song. <laughs> it's yeah, so sure. short. Who was that? 
that was Slim Cessna's Auto Club. So they're a, they're a band from from Denver. Um, Slim Cessna is. They've also got kind of another main guy, which his name's Jay Munley, who does other stuff. And they're like, I first came across them when they were on a alternative technical sampler. Um, so they were on. So although they're like uh, Americana country. Oh, they gen- they genuinely are because then so because there's a lot of bands who will have one or two tracks like that, like Pansy Division sort of had had a few that would come across as, as a, a lot more Americana. Yeah, no, they're they're cowboy hats, buckle belts. They're fucking cowboys, you know. Like, <laughs> they're, like they're full on. They're full they're on living country. it. Yeah, yeah, um, but they've got like a real kind of gothic element in there as well. Um, and they're a band to check out, like live on YouTube. I, w- well, I struggled to find the the studio version because I, I rip all these off YouTube, and the cheers and, and like the hazards, but you know the the, the response that the beginning of this song gets at any gig they're doing is it like one of their most popular? Um, I, I don't think when I've been flicking through, I've seen them do this one live very much. In actual fact, hmm. um, so. So it's probably not. Um, that that was off of their second album, which was the first album I got. And you're always kind of warm to the first time you hear a band that you like, right? Mm. Um, pardon me. Um, but no, I don't think I've seen them do that live. I, I saw them play in London on my 40th birthday. I'm 50 now, so that's 10 years ago. And I've broken the rules again because... Um, have you heard of the band from Berry called The Vitamins? Like name a, rings a bell but that's one of those brilliant names that just sounds like if you know if somebody hasn't you already used the name the vitamins then someone should yeah they're, they're like a sleazy kind of garage band that are, that are really good but dicky the singer from that band he really likes them as well so he was there in london um but the the two like singers in the band they're really really tall like really tall and they do this thing where where obviously you want to get your selfie with taken with them you know so you get your selfie taken with them. They do this thing where they kind of like put you in front of them and they just kind of like tower over you like like that, these selfies. So they, they come up online quite a lot. But I was it was my birthday and I'd had a few drinks and the venue, they didn't let you take the drinks outside. So I was outside getting my photograph taken with them. And my wife was holding like both of our both of our beers like in the doorway to the venue and the band were just kind of like getting their photograph taken with me, but kind of just like looking over to her, just going just shaking their head a little bit because I was just like, they were, they were like, you poor woman having to put up with this drunk idiot. Um, but Dickie was just the same as well. Um, a really, a really great, a really great kind of dark country band. I'm I'm literally on the cusp. We talked about dropping in in a skateboarding context earlier. I am just on the cusp of listening to country. It was the enemy for for so long and I felt the same way about metal to be fair when I was a teenager but I just keep hearing stuff I like and ultimately you have to get to the point and go well look it turns out I do like it but I think I was put off all that Garth Brooks bollocks when I was it's, a kid it's as wide a genre as rock and roll isn't it there's so much in there to to kind of like find some bits of it going to float your boat and some bits aren't I guess there you go you've summarised the whole of music <laughs> yeah <laughs> right let's let's move on to my last choice right Ooh, did I click it? <gasps> Won't load. Oh no! Right, I'm, I'm going to have to reload it. Bear with me. La 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 la. I'm filling. I'm filling. Right, just going to get it back in. Then I've got to turn it up. 
Here we go. For fuck's sake, why wouldn't you play? You've broken it. I clearly have broken it. Ah, nuts to it. Um, Sing it like never mind Buzzcocks. That would be so bad. It, when 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 I when I get it fixed, you'll hear why that would be so bad. It would be the most awful thing. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to hear this or not. Oh, screw it! Tell me if you hear music. Can you hear that? No. Bollocks. Um, I just can't get it to work, but it's 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 a, a, a not really a band. It's an act called Gravediggers with a Z at the end, right? And they are like they 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 were one of a few number. It's a very small number of bands in a genre called horror hip hop or horror hop or something like that. Now I I heard this album when a friend lent it to me when I was about 15 and I've always liked hip hop, but I sort of hip hop to me was run DMC and, and quite safe stuff. I, I didn't then, and I still haven't got around to, to getting obsessed with the beastie boys. I know it's going to happen at some point, but they, this band is the kind of hip hop that's really off kilter. It's not just a typical sort of 808 kick doing stuff. It's, it's rhythmically awkward, Oh, God, I'm really pissed off. I can't play it. But the song, if anyone's listening and wants to hear it, it was Two Cups of Blood. And then I discovered years later that it's this that RZA was one of the band, RZA from Wu-Tang. Right. And he made this album before they, they did anything, you know, before Wu-Tang got signed. And I think that's probably why no one I know likes Gravediggers, because everyone just goes, well, it's, it's a Wu-Tang offshoot, which it kind of isn't. But... I tell you what, stuff like clipping or who's the other really scary hip hop? Uh, the Death Grips, Death dialect. Grips, yeah, Death Grips. So this this is early nineties, but definitely along those lines. Um, and none of my friends like it. When you mentioned it, hip hop came to mind, so it's somewhere in my subconscious. Although I'm not a, I'm not a big, I'm not a big hip hop fan really, but I do love Death Grips. Hip hop's a wide genre. Some bits are going to float your boat, and some bits aren't. <laughs> I think I think that that's as good a conclusion as, as we're going to get. So well done uh, for anyone who's listened to all. Uh, this is the fifty fifth episode of the Beat Motel podcast. So if you've listened through this far, um, that that's the conclusion you you might have been waiting for, which is all music's a. What did you say? Um, some will float your boat, and some won't. There you go, with summary of all, <laughs> of all mankind's recorded music. Jay has just summarised it. So I think that about wraps it up, actually, unless there's anything else you want to you wanna add. No, it was fun, though. I, quite, I like talking about music. I make no secret of that, really. <laughs> it, it was very good. I, I very much liked it, and I want to know kind of what's in all your other CDs. So we'll have to get you back in the future for another episode. But for now, I'm going to say goodbye. Do you want to say goodbye? Yeah, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. Cheers. <laughs>